Real quick before we start, a special note for our listeners. In this episode, Mike discusses seeing his dominatrix to help him with his sexual needs, more specifically having an organism. We want to be perfectly clear that dominatrixes do not in any way perform sexual acts on or with their clients. There is no money exchanged for sex acts in any way. There is no touching or physical manipulation. With that out of the way, enjoy the episode. sons and they have their legs taken away I am not an animal I discovered a whole new face the cerebral palsy face Bring out the gimp Welcome to Reels on Wheels I'm John and this is Mike Hello During the quarantine, we started having regular phone conversations. The rules are simple. We take turns picking a movie neither of us has ever seen, and we've both seen a lot of movies, so we're usually talking pretty deep cuts. We watch the movie separately, and then we discuss it over the phone. Mike has cerebral palsy. I don't. And this podcast is a recording of one of those conversations. Our discussions deal frankly with all kinds of adult subjects. Um bodily fluids, sexuality, depression, living in constant pain, other hilarious subjects, and movies, too, always movies. If you find any of that stuff offensive or triggering, you should sign off now. Listener discretion advised. On this week's episode, 1969's Medium Cool. Innocence is a feeling. Awareness is a feeling. How does it feel to stop feeling? You may discover violence at a time when an entire country learns to feel nothing. America's wonderful. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. It really makes it. Paramount Pictures presents Medium Cool. Station's been letting the cops and the FBI study our footage. Well, you're you're putting me on. You're kidding me. What am I, a fake? How can I go out and cover a story? It's a wonder more cameras haven't been smashed. Robert Forster and a cast of exciting newcomers star in a contemporary drama that bombards the senses. Beyond the age of innocence, into the age of awareness. Uh, Mike, before we get into the movie, um, I was wondering if I could ask you a question. Always, always. How do you have sex in a wheelchair? Well, the only way I can really describe it is I want to put it in a, in an I want to put it in a metaphor. It's like an Ocean Eleven movie. <laughs> it it takes a lot of people, and it's a, and everybody has their very their very specific jobs. 
And some people are in on it, and some people are not. Because okay. so is this the part where, as George Clooney, <clears throat> I look at the team, and I have some kind of a computer behind me with a bank vault on it, and I start explaining all of the you start explaining all of the parts and all of the roles, and we flash to each character with a cool jazz theme as we do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, so you're there, obviously. Who else is on your team? In the, it's my, it's my dad, it's my dad. Who in this case, in the uh, Ocean's Eleven uh, metaphor, would be Ellie Gould. We got my mom. And she doesn't know. She doesn't know that this is what we're doing. Oh, so your mom's just like your mom's just like a dealer, like a black deck dealer down on the floor. No, my 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 mom would be more like Andy Garcia. If we're trying to trick him, we're trying to trick her into thinking we're doing something. So. So tell her that this is what we're doing. Okay. So, so what does your dad do? You, you, it's time for you to get lucky. And what is dad's job? Okay. Mm. Do you want, do you want a day? Do you want a day specific hour ones? You got, you got laid today. Yes, I got laid. I got laid today. All right. Go I got laid and we're, and we're doing a podcast. This is more than I've done in a month. Okay. So let's start this morning. It's eight o'clock. You're, you're getting up or someone's pulling you out of bed, throwing you in a chair. And what happens next? Oh, I'm a, because I, in this particular context for today, for today, I I stayed I I stayed I stayed in my I stayed in my bed. Okay. For this particular context. Okay. But but sometimes I do get, get in the chair, but it's very it's very similar because the bed goes up about the height of a chair like you you go it's a hospital bed okay so i'm still i'm still sitting up all right you're oh so, so it, it sits you up yeah and let's get something straight you can't walk you can't really move your legs um you can't, can't really, really you can't really move your fingers or hands is that true is that accurate yeah yeah i i i, I can move them Sometimes it's not always voluntarily. Right. And I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't manipulate anything. Right. Which will come in later in the story in a minute. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, so no, the, re the reason we use the bed is me and my dad are both pretty smart. But we couldn't figure out a reason for my mom to figure out 
why I would have to be lifted into my chair naked. We kind of, we kind of, we kind of drew, drew like a, we kind of drew like a, we hit a wall creatively, we hit a wall creatively, like, my, my dad goes, yeah, we could do it, and, he, and I go, how? <laughs> Wait, Long no, pause. So, Long? This, so this event today happened at your house? But a lot of times it happens other places, right? Yeah. And it's not all. Yeah. Okay. So today, though, Dan had to get mom out of the house somehow. Yes. All right. We tell her I have therapy. So, so that's that. So that's what, that's what we tell her. Okay. And that's what, and that that's what we always tell her. Even even though I got two spots where I do this, again sometimes it's my mom, and sometimes it's my other aide, who's like one of the other Ocean Eleven teams, because he's he's all in on it. And so sometimes there's a little bit of subterfuge, and sometimes there's not. All right. I I kind of enjoyed the subterfuge, <laughs> because it it adds a little bit of spiciness to what is already spicy. <laughs> so let let's just say it 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 adds a little mystique, like a like I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> All right. So this morning, <clears throat> Dad strips you down. No, mom had to help me strip me down. Okay, mom so, strip mom strip you down for this. Yeah, because because that because that because that does that doesn't ruin an erection at all. <laughs> oh, I have I have to tell you something. Okay. Okay. So this is moving the story a little bit. This is moving the story a tad forward. Yeah. But okay, so my dad, oh, my dad overslept. So we kind of had to do this quick, quick, quicker than we normally do. Your dad overslept on sex day. <laughs> okay, I'll take you it. Yes, and I'll add to that. He forgot it was he. Forgot it was fuck day. Okay, now listen. Yesterday, I gotta... yesterday he forgot it was, it was fuck day. Now let me ask you this: When mom's stripping you down for the day's activities and before she's ushered out of the house, are you having her like wipe you down with some wet wipes or something like that to kind of freshen up the freshen up the hardware? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, because because you're polite. Yes, I like. Yes, I, I'm 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 polite. I I I I want I wanted to be a a pleasant. Um, I wanted I wanted to be a pleasant experience. 
for right. all for all parties involved. Right. So you naturally have mom grab a couple of uh, wet ones and wipe down the junk, and that way, uh, when you're sitting yeah, you're naked, yeah, yeah. everything's cool, yeah. right? Yeah. Everything. Everything cool, clean. Everything. Everything ready to go. Everything ready to go. Everything. Re- Everything ready. The the pump is primed, if you will. Thank thanks to mom. Yeah, thank 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 the thank the mom. I'm sure my mom. Knew, I'm sure my mom knows something, but she doesn't know right. exactly. Right. You know, my mom is very smart. Right. Because my mom, my mom remembers Fog Day. <laughs> you know, because my mom woke up and said. And then, and I have I have permission for the other party to talk all about it. So she goes, "A stone's coming today," and he goes, "What?" And he and it's eight it's eight forty five, and she my mom got the other by ten thirty, and my dad doesn't move that fast. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, Dad, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. <laughs> so, but what? I I may have skipped a few steps, but if I am where I am, okay. So normally, I have to take. Normally, I or I guess not all the, all the time. I have to take a seat. Okay. Because of just um, that's what cerebral palsy. That's what cerebral palsy does. That's what cerebral palsy does for you. It, it knocks out. It knocks out everything. Now let me ask you this: <clears throat> Does mom know she's giving you a Cialis, or is this dad's job, or is the Cialis in a jar marked aspirin? It should be it, it should be in the in the jar mark as we as we know this this is what my dad did my dad my dad normally again normally he remembers what right. day it so he gives it to me at a certain time where my my mom can't see what oh. what. I've never taken Cialis. How how far in advance do you have to take that down for it to like like how do you how do you line up the time frame? Because in Ocean's Eleven, timing is everything. Everyone is on a watch, and everything yeah, is key yeah yeah yes yeah, so, uh, yes every everything is timed every uh, every yes timing timing is a timing is a major issue. You. I normally take it about like an an hour, but an hour before we're gonna an hour before fun time. Right, but this today it was about fifteen minutes beforehand, right? Um, well, no, we still we still had the we had the hour of uh, we had oh, the okay. hour we had the hour of time. We just had to do multiple things quicker right. in the hour time. Okay, so, so let's get to it. You're naked in bed, you're wiped down, your 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 bed is pushed up, all thanks to mom. Yeah. Oh dad all comes in. Mom. 
all think the mom. Dad comes my, in, my slips you with Cialis. Yeah, slips me with Cialis in front of my mom. Right. In my mind, he 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 throws a book against the wall, and when she turns to look at it, he shoves it in your mouth. And if that didn't happen, you don't have to say anything else because that's what's going to happen in my head. Okay, that's not what that now that not what happened. That's almost what happened. So okay. that that's that keep that keep that in your head. Okay. No. So I, now, how do we get mom out of the house? We just we just say mom, mom. A a stone coming over. You have to leave. Who and is? Can I ask who Estelle is? Yeah. Uh, Estelle is is my um Estelle is my dominatrix. Yes, we were burying the lead. I like the way you buried that lead. By the way, um, that was that was very nice podcast. Excuse me, I tried taking a all- sip of water while you're talking about your dominatrix. Are you are you all right? Well, I'm okay. Take some more water because you're gonna need some. Okay, thank you. Okay. So. All right. Is Estelle actually her name? No. Is this a code name you use for mom? Like no. you call Estelle Estelle when she's there? Yes. Okay. So everyone on the business end of things calls her Estelle. Yes, okay. that 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 is her name for all intents and purposes. That's her professional moniker. Yeah, so that's her name. That's okay. her name. All right. That, what I thought was that's a real name that everyone calls her. Right. That's it's, not, like, it's not just a code name for mom. It's it's actually yeah. what she goes by professionally. Yeah, she not she not she's not. She, yeah, that that's her that. That's her name that I know. I know her. I know her by. It's not like we had to come up with a fake name. Okay. Who's living uh, in your house at this time? It's mom, dad, and just you. Is that the only people in the house at this moment? Yes. Okay. We get mom out of the house. Um. Does dad leave before Estelle gets there, or does dad answer the door when the bell rings? Oh, dad answered the door when the bell when the bell rings. Okay. And then, but you're in the back room. You're in your bedroom. Yes. Let me ask you this. Can you hear them? Can you hear the chit chat happening when, when they, mm-hmm. when they, when they talk, can you hear that? Oh yes. Like I, I get it. I, I get all, I can always hear the chit chat because no matter what location I'm in, whoever answers that door always for some reason, I have to chit chat with her. Okay, so here's my question. What kind of small talk does your dad whip out your dominatrix right before she comes into your room? Talking about the weather? Is he talking about the drought? Is he talking about COVID still? Is he asking her about, you know, her lunch? He's asking her he's asking her with vibrator that he should get for himself. What? I'm joking. God damn it, Jesus Christ. Mm. <laughs> Shit.
All right, continue. All right. So, and b- before I go on, I should mention that there's some stuff that I'm going to leave out, but I'll put all the pertinent stuff in. Okay. But I got, I have some pri- I have some privacy, and I don't want everybody to steal, steal my ideas because I. <laughs> I but I do have some. T- I do have some tips. More, more than one. Um, so. okay. All right, you're in bed. Dad lets in Estelle. Does Dad leave the house, or does he just put in his headphones? No. Dad leaves the house. Dad leaves the house. Yeah, you're goddamn right. Dad leaves the house. Yes, Dad. Dad leaves the house. Goes across the street. Pair binoculars. You, you get the idea. Okay. You get the idea. You Does get he the leave idea. the house before Estelle makes her entrance? Um. Makes her entrance to me. To me. Yeah. Not. Not, not, not really. Okay. So let me ask you this now, Mike, as someone who's never hired a dominatrix, when she comes in the room, well, first of all, are you covered up? Are you, I mean, I know you're naked, but you got a blanket on or a sheet or something, or are you just all out? Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got, I got, I got a a sheet. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an animal. I am not an animal. <laughs> I'm not an animal. Okay, okay. You got you gotta leave you gotta leave something for the imagination. But when she enters, <laughs> is this a because you've known her for a while, right? Yes. So when she comes in, is she coming in like, hey, like, hey Mike, how's it going? Let's uh you know, is, is there any chit chat between you two before work begins or is she on the clock as soon as she crosses that threshold? Like, is this a cinematic moment? Is there a bare leg coming around the corner? Is there um, <clears throat> the crack of a whip before she even en- opens the door? No, no. And what makes this room awesome in my house and perfect for a dominatrix is I do not have a door. The one time I could use a door, I don't have one. All right. I, I, would, I would like to create some vestige of privacy. You know, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Well, I think what you're saying is that you're not an animal. I am not an animal. I, 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 want, I want the door. I believe I... I, I, I believe I believe just like John Hurt said in the in the other man, I am not an animal. Right. You're not I'm living the, in a wolf den. You're not Mowgli. You're uh you're a you're an actual uh, yeah. person who wants to be able to have the door closed. Yes. While and you're instead, banging a dominatrix. And instead, all I have is a black curtain. Like you're like you're going into the porn section at a video store. That's what I have. So anyway, whose decision well, was that? You, mom, or dad? That that was a group decision 
nothing to do with the dominatrix, everything to do with the wheelchair. Um, okay, I got it. Yeah, 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 I get it. Yep. So, All yeah. right. no, we were, we weren't, we weren't trying to give her like a stage to enter on. We're, we're not, we're not inviting her to the main stage. We got a Patreon going for you so we can buy you a pocket door. That's what you need in that room is a pocket door. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Like a sliding pocket door is what you need. All right. Estelle comes in. Can you, uh, the question still stands, Mike, and we've talked about sex before. We've talked. Oh, that's not the only thing. But we've never gotten actual, we've never actually gotten into it. So Estelle walks in the door. What happens next? Okay. So, um, she, 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 she comes in. She is not dressed up like Michelle Pfeiffer and Batman Returns yet. <laughs> she is dressed normally. So she, she comes over. Give me on. We chat. We chat. We chat. We chat. We chat. And we chat until she decides not to chat. And the the and the the hours is off is already kicked in. And then she go she go she goes on. Or she goes into the bathroom, puts on some attire, and then return returns through the curtain again. Now, I have to make a distinction here because I want want to make a distinction. She is not an escort. Right. Would you you like me to explain the difference? Well, yeah. I mean, but would, to my knowledge, is she still classified as a sex worker? Yes. But she's not a prostitute. No. Correct. Okay, go ahead. And what's the difference? Okay. So the difference is when you are using an escort or in in that when you are using an escort that can be any kind of any kind of size you want that can be or that can be Oral um, missionary, whatever you can think of. Right, 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 right. You can you you can do whatever you want. Now, for for me, for me, I've done that, and I don't really like. I don't really like that. Okay. Not, not that, not that anything wrong with it. Just for me, like that's something where I tried that. I've done that. I've done that. It did not leave me feeling great. 
physically or mentally. You're talking about you're talking about intercourse with an escort. You've done that in the past, but for whatever um, reason, it wasn't fulfilling to you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it just it had it had a it had a pluses and minus. It had a pluses and minus. It had a pluses and minuses. But I did prefer this, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because you you can get a lot more. You can get a lot more creative, and you can discover stuff about yourself that you probably wouldn't discover about yourself if you just. Hired somebody for for straight up sex because they they just the way it goes like it's not like so for me domination domination thing is more like you kind of find out different stuff that you like and you can explore. You can explore different stuff. Now, part of this is because you have a relationship with her. Yes. In other words, you're not hiring a different dominatrix every week or every month or whatever, how often it is. Right. You, you have a relationship with this person and together you guys are able to have good discussions and frank conversations and, and it's a process, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It's a, yeah. Exactly. It's a it's a process. It's a process. It's a like you said. It's a it's a relationship. It's it's more than just it's more it's more it's more than just it's more than just me coming, which is my de- which is my definition of sex. Which is which is my definition of sex. Right. Regardless if it's if it's like intercourse, if you're inside a person or not, for you the climax means sex happened. Yeah, because okay. because yeah. So, but I want, but I want to get I want to get to some of the the new stuff that she tried that she tried today. Okay, go ahead. What's the new stuff? Okay, so oh. Okay. By the way, after you talked about Ocean's Eleven, I'm having a hard time not imagining. You're talking about the sex, the new stuff. I'm having a hard time not imagining like a little Asian guy fitting into a box. I I I I often I often have that that fan that fan that fantasy as well. Or 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 sometimes it's bread. It's eating something. <laughs> All right. Or or Scott, I'm just standing there. Um. Yeah. Wasn't it Scott Khan in um, Gone in sixty seconds? The, the 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 remake with Nick Cage, and he was talking about one way to masturbate, and he said. He's talking about sitting on his hand until it goes numb, and he calls the method the stranger. Yeah, the clumsy stranger. The clumsy stranger. That's right. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 yes. So, you know, now, now I got Sky Khan in my head and I no longer need the Cialis. <laughs> uh, so, so. Okay. so, what it's, give me a couple of the new things you guys tried today. Yeah, I got, I got to tell you, I, I got, yeah, we got, we got to stop for one second because, again, let's look, my dad forgot it was second day. He forgot it was pill time as well. Oh, is dad in for the pills? Hey, dad, you can bring in the pills. Yeah, no, he assumed because we were doing this that I didn't want the pills. Oh. Which is all bad or something. So anyway. Right. Hey, this is John here. I'm going to cut in for a second. Every once in a while, I'm going to be doing these audio commentaries to kind of give you a little bit of context about something we're talking about that maybe is hard to understand just from the the conversation we're having. Anyways, um, every time Mike and I, we always have our conversations at night and every night Mike takes this regimen of pills. It's like, I don't know how many there are, but there's a bunch of pills and it's every so many minutes and his dad comes in and gives him his pills and then comes in later and gives him the pills. And anyway, it's every night. So that's what's happening right now. Mike is taking his his is dining on pills okay yeah Done. no we're not oh, I thought you said pills pills oh, pills sorry sorry i got a real i got a real crack step over here <laughs> how many on... pills how many pills is it at this at this moment i lost count hey, well, and you know what I, there's another question. This isn't a good day to ask this, but I, I got to ask you how you eat. How I eat. Yeah, I want to know, like, we, let's talk about it later, but I want to know if you can chew your food. Yes. So you can eat, can you eat steak? Yes. Okay. All right. I, I, I can eat steak. I can eat lobster. I can eat... I can eat pussy. I've done it all. <laughs> I'm not good at the last one. All right. You're better at I eating can... lobster? Yes. Okay. Maybe I need, maybe next time I do, maybe next time I do, I do pleasure of female, I should, um, I should add, uh, I should add butter and a squeeze of lemon. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, listen. Are the pills done? No, he's still getting the how many how many pill breaks do you take an evening? How many pill breaks do I take an evening? I would say about let's see, one, two, three, four, 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 four. Four pill breaks a night. And you're completely, am, am I right? You're completely dependent on someone coming over there and feeding them to you? Yes. Right. Hey, oh, yeah. um, while we're waiting for the pills, I guess this is another question I can ask you. But back when I first met you, I guess it was 2003 or four, something like that. And we haven't, you know, we didn't see each other for 15 years or something. It seemed to me like you had more control over manipulating your hands than you do now. Is that accurate? Oh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. 
Oh yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Okay. Oh, 100, 100%. Like back in those days, you could basically manipulate the joystick on an electric wheelchair and kind of move yourself around. But I get the impression now you couldn't do that anymore. No, I can't do it. Okay. I could, I could do it. It would take me forever. The pills are here. All right. All right, we're back. All right. So tell me some of the new moves, some of the new tricks today. Okay. Dad, call the thing all the way. Sorry. Sorry. So, so. Did you just tell I'm, him to close your curtain all the way? Yes. <laughs> As if that's going to help, but continue. Yes, it, it, it's that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. It does psychologically, it helps. All right, all right. I I know it does not. I I know it does nothing. All right, but I, but under the sex, where what under the sex, where uh, what? Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, so she walks in. How do you do? She walks in the bathroom. She gets on some gear. She comes out. I'm sure she looks amazing. She's in, she's she's in the gear, and we figured out. We figure out two things. And sometimes because of the pan, the pandemic that I, 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 I come too fast. I come too fast. So we've been trying different ways to slow that down. And the way we've learned to do that is she gives she give me a dry hand job. And she put this thing on the, she put this thing on my, uh, she, she put this thing on my, uh, I don't know what it looks like, but it, it feels great. What is it? I don't know. It's some. I guess it's some kind of be. I guess it's some kind of beads, but it feels soft. Beads. Yes. Is it she a cock ring? That, is it a cock ring? I don't know what it is. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Mike! Our 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 listeners. Our All listeners right, let's know. Let's just say it's a cock ring. Yeah, but it's probably not. You can't give out false information like this. It's irresponsible. <laughs> oh, you want it? You want it irresponsible? We're not. We're not even there yet. We're not even through the irresponsible. Okay, she puts but, on this bead thing on your junk, and then what happens? And then, and then okay. So then today, she figure she figure out she figure out. She figured out a new, a new, a new thing, a new thing, and she, um, 
I was talking to her about something. And apropos of nothing, she takes off her shoe and sticks her foot in my mouth. And does that do it for you? Apparently it does. <laughs> I, w- I was surprised. She was surprised. It was very nice. A bit um, salt, a bit a bit salty, but very nice. Is she clothed the entire time with your interactions, or does she ever partially unclothed? She wear she wears she she wear she wears something, but there's no there's no there's no full there's never full nudity. Okay, okay. If if there if there if there was these appointments would be a lot shorter. <laughs> Are you is it a full hour or is it longer? It's hour and a half. Hour and a half. And you gotta time this out, right? Because you don't wanna like well, let me ask you this. What if what if it what if 90 minutes was up and you hadn't finished yet? Would she like, sorry, that's our time, or would she charge you extra, or would she under take into consideration your situation and take an extra five or ten minutes? She she would take it. She would take she would take an extra five or ten minutes. Okay, because she's a professional, if, right? Yeah, yeah, she's a prof- she's a professional. Like, and a little has- bit, it's on her. Quite frankly, it's on her a little bit. Yes. Uh yeah, yes. Is this? She, she, she's quite the professional. Yeah, she knows what she's in for, and you know, timing is part of it. And you know, yeah, a a pilot lands a plane at the end of the trip. Yeah, she, she, she knows, she, she knows, she knows how to land that plane. Okay, just like, just like Sully (laughs) Thornberger. Well, now I'm now unfortunately I have an image of Tom Hanks in the corner of your room with a gray wig on and a captain's hat, talking see, about geese. She she charges extra for that. <laughs> okay, so for the full Tom Hanks. Do you also get like Walt Disney and uh, Mister Rogers? Yes, we get we get we get Walt Disney. We get Mr. Rogers. We get Captain Phillips. We get we get all we get all the Hankses. We get all the Hankses. Okay. So, and the other thing, and the other thing she does is she and she like do she like doing this because I have, I have no control over what she I have. I, I have control, but the idea is to give all control over to her. Right. And let her do what she wants. Right. And so, like most clients, she doesn't have to tie you up. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 I come with my own, I come, I come with my own restraints. Right. You're, you're, you're restrained by genetics. You're genetically. Yeah. Restrained. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm genetically restrained. 
I was, I was, I, I was built for, I, I, there was a reason I had cerebral, there was a reason I had cerebral palsy. It just took me, it just took me about 25 years to figure it out. Uh, for our, but real quick, how old are you though? No, I'm 32. Okay. Hey, um, real quick. I need to ask you, do you have a safe word? Um, yeah, yeah, yes. Can you, can you share it with me or do you want to keep that private? I, I, I'll share it with you because it's not that interesting. Okay. Because it just, it just stopped because I wanted to be something creative. Right. Like, like enchilada. Yeah. But, but the, but the rule is it's got to be something that's only one syllable. Especially for you, because you have a hard time getting words out sometimes. So by the time yeah. you get a word out, Jesus Christ, by the time you get a word out, she could already do some serious yeah. damage. Yeah, I'm, I'm already auto-erotic. You can come in normally. He's back. For pills? Yes, last one as well, mm-hmm. not the last one, close to the last one. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I never understood it. Okay. So, again, hey, Mike, yeah. can, can I ask you another quick question, please? I, I, we need to get to the end of this story. I know that we're running out of time and stuff like that, but I need to ask you something. Does your dad think it's weird that you're in your room on a phone talking to your 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 former high school English teacher about having sex with a dominatrix? Like, does your is your dad like is is your dad ever like what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> I I wish my dad was like that. I I wish my dad asked questions. He doesn't ask questions. I mean, is Come your on. is is your dad like? I mean, is he? <laughs> am I listed in your house as like a grooming predator? Do you want to be? No, I do not. I do not want to be listed as a grooming predator. No, you're not a grooming predator, my okay. dad. My dad, the one that found my first dominatrix for me. All right. Okay. Wrap it up. Here we go. She's in there. She's in some great clothes. She's taking uh-huh. off her shoe. She gave you a dry hand job. How is she going to land the plane today? She didn't land. She didn't land the plane. She didn't land the plane by... Squeezing my balls in a very particular way. A little twist, a little tap, a little whisper in the ear, which I'm going to keep private. Now, wait a minute. Are you telling me that you can you can finish with just her squeezing you without any, like, without any, you know what I'm trying to say, any working on the shaft itself? Like, she, you, you're no, finishing she, just from, like, pressure on the balls? No, she, she's going, 
She's very talented singing your Seb Ball, Seb Ball, Ball, Slap. Okay, okay. Seb Tip, right. you get you get the idea. Okay, but that's but but squeezing them, squeezing the balls is definitely part yeah. of the yeah. equation. We, yes, we figured out that the that the balls are the secret weapon. <laughs> because the ball, because I I'm not I'm not a very loud. I'm not when I have sex with somebody, I'm not very loud. Yeah. Unless you unless you go from around my ball, then I'll make then I'll make some noises. So see so yeah, the tip shaft balls two to the right, one to the left, up <laughs> down, up down. You get you get the idea. Okay, I, so listen. <clears throat> um wrap it up. Tell me one more thing. Tell me one more thing today about about sex today with uh what was her name again? Estelle, Estelle. Now, give me one more juicy bit of your time with Estelle today. Uh, she cut my pubic hair. She what? She cut my pubic hair. With scissors? Yes. What? Was this, was this for her? Was she like pruning the hedges so she can get to the soil beneath? Or is this more like um just a way to kind of like taunt and tease you it's it's taunt it's tease and it's i don't trust my dad with a pair of scissors <laughs> so there is a pra- there is a practical part of this but we've met but we've thrown it into the pile that is my sex life all right. So that so this is a regular this is a semi-regular um yeah the, the, part of the, the procedure. Yes, be, because I had to wear a condom because she doesn't want to clean up the mess anymore. And we figured out that the less uh the less uh shrubbery that's on the tree the easier it is to put on a condom oh okay 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 yeah so 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 how do you feel about wearing the condom is this like solely her decision or are you on board with it i'm on board board with it okay i i wasn't at first because i'm like oh this is gonna ruin this is gonna ruin it this is going to ruin it because this is going to take part of the orgasm away. Right. But what it does is it prolong it prolongs it because it takes just enough of that sensation off, then I can last a few more pumps of the I I can last a few more pumps. Hey. Okay. I'm going to wrap this up. I got two questions for you. When she leaves, is there a hug? Yeah. Hey, can I ask you a dark question? Yes. If you died tomorrow, would she come to the funeral? Yes. All right. All right. So here's, I have another question for you. Shall we play a game? Here's what I got for you. You ready? Um, what do you what do you got? Because our conversation today was about having sex, 
Yes. I have five different audio clips from five different movies. And all of the audio clips are a character in a movie either having an orgasm or faking an orgasm. So the game is this. I play the audio clip. And you... Um, you uh, have to name the movie. All right. So it's, ba- it's basically um, name that come shot. Correct. Well, they don't all have that. I mean, some of these are some of these are, you know, some of these are fakes. I mean, they're real clips from movies, but not all of these are actual intercourse within the story. Some of these are, uh, you know, someone okay. faking. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> So I'm going to play the audio clip. There's five. I think in order for you to win, and I'm only playing the climax. I, I originally had it where I was playing the sex scene. I think it made it too easy. I'm only playing the climax. I think you have to get three out of five in order to win the game. All right. All right. Sounds good. Here comes number one. And I can play him twice if you need it, but I'm going to, I'm going to play it and then we'll see. Okay, here we go. Number one. Yeah. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She's having an yeah. orgasm. This is the best sex ever. Okay. Easy A. Go ahead. Easy A. Oh, no. Easy A is your answer? Yeah. Incorrect. Oh, no. Wait. Incorrect. It's forgetting Sarah Marshall. All right. I'm going to give you... I don't don't know. Do you get a point for that? I mean, you got it. You you, you got it. That's one point for you. All right. Here comes question number two. Here comes comes orgasm number two. Yeah. Yes. Ah, uh, director's gut. Incorrect. That was Pleasantville. I haven't seen that movie in years. She's in the tub, and she, that's when she turns into color from black and white as she uh, teaches herself how to do that for the first time in her life. Ah, okay. I see. You're one for one. Here we go. Here's number three. No, I'm one for two. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. Ah! I mean, this might be the hardest one of all of them. Mike, okay, name that so orgasm. It, okay, so it sounds fake. Correct. So let me think. I'm trying to do it by the voice, by the moaning. I'm gonna take a while. I'm I'm just gonna take a wild guess. Okay. And, and go. I'm guessing it's a comedy. 
So I'm going to go with American Pie. No, American Wedding. Incorrect. Um, I can give you, I don't think this this actor was in that, but I'm not positive. But uh, I'll give you one hint. The actor was in Sin City. The actor... What was it? Uh, was it 40 Days and 40 Nights? Yes, 40 Days and 40 Nights. There we go. I still got I still, I still got it. I got it. Yeah, Josh Hartnett in 40 Days and 40 Nights. Okay, I'm going to give you your two for three, okay? Yes. Here comes orgasm number four. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain. Correct. You are three for four. Well done. And that's uh, how we. And that's how we. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I could picture the scene in my head. Yes. And here is number five. And let's just see if you can get it. But you've already won the game. Here you go. Number five. Okay. By the way, this one, I accidentally took my son to when he was about twelve, and I regretted it the entire time. What the fuck was that? (laughs) You've seen it. I know you've seen it. It just sounded unpleasant. (laughs) <laughs> it is um, it's it's a comedy uh, all right okay i'm gonna play it one more time but here's your clue it stars a saturday night live alum okay oh i got it <laughs> Listen to it without cracking up. I'm I got sorry. it. Go ahead. I, got it. I, th- I think I got it. Yeah. Is it, Magru- is it Magruber? It is Magruber. Correct. All right, Mike. You won the game. Four because out of with, five. Without that, without that visual, it's not like they're killing a small horse. Now listen. Um, we've talked about some good stuff today, but today's episode is about a movie called medium cool. And I think we have to talk about the movie before we end the show. I, uh, yes, I, I believe so as well. All right. Now I'm going to read, I found on criterion a pretty good little description, a little summary of the movie. So I'm going to read this I mean, I'm willing to bet most people have not seen this. A lot, most people have not seen this movie. In fact, 
the only place it's streaming is on YouTube right now. Um, it's not even, you can't even rent it on Amazon or anything like that. So that's really hard to find, but I found this good description on Criterion. I'm going to read it. So everyone kind of knows what we're talking about. It's 1968 and the whole world is watching with the U S and social upheaval cinematographer Haskell Wexler decided to make a film about what the hell was going on. Medium cool plunges us into the moment with its mix of fictional storytelling and documentary technique. This depiction of the working world and romantic life of a television cameraman played by Robert Forrester is a visceral cinematic snapshot of the era, climaxing with an extended sequence shot right in the middle of the riots surrounding the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago. An inventive commentary on the pleasures and dangers of wielding a camera, medium cool is as prescient and political film as Hollywood has ever produced. So let me just explain something real quick. This, they, they made this movie it's it's a it's a fictional narrative movie. It's not a documentary, but they filmed it during the convention. So you have footage of real people, real politicians giving speeches, and you have footage of police officers beating hippies, and you have you have footage of hippies marching and rioting, or I don't know if it's rioting, but you know, marching and chanting. And it's all it's all none of it's remade. They just put a couple actors out there and they started filming them and made a movie around it. Yeah, um, because there's even a line in there that they go uh all the stuff that's real. There's a lot there's a there's a line during the the end of the or that part of the movie. Where they throw the tear gas, and you can hear the camera guy say, "Back up, it's real." Right, right, right. Um, and I thought the beginning of the movie was awesome. It starts off with footage of this car accident, like there's someone dead on behind the wheel, someone dead on the ground, and and there's there's a horn honking, and someone's filming it, and there's one guy recording the audio, one guy filming the video. Um, and then after they film this car accident, one guy says to the other, okay, I guess we give it or call it in. In other words, these guys are just driving around looking for car accidents and their first action is to film it and record it and not call for the ambulance. So I thought it started off like gangbusters. The opening shot was amazing. Yeah. It reminded me of what it reminded me of like. It reminded me, it had like that scene and that scene alone reminded me of Nightcrawler, reminded me of Nightcrawler. Right. Because I kind of thought that that's what they, that I kind of thought that that's what they would be doing the entire time. Right. That, that was, that was a good, that was a very good open, that was a very good open. That was an intriguing opening. And then it and then it was all downhill from there, I think. You didn't care for the movie. I did not care for this movie at all. At all. I'm I'm assuming you had a dissenting opinion. 
Well, okay. So here's what I like about it. Well, so, okay. Here's what I, here's, here's my take on it. Are you ready? Okay. First 20 or 30 minutes. There's no plot yet. It's just cinema verite style filmmaking of, of how these characters, uh, how this cameraman and how the world kind of acts. And there's this other woman with a kid and, you know, it's a parallel story of this woman who's poor and her kid and they're coming from West Virginia living in this beat down neighborhood. And so you know that the Robert Forrester character and this woman and the kid are going to meet at some point. But really, it doesn't get going until a half hour into the movie, really. And that's when they meet. But but what I what I liked about the movie is. Um, the authenticity of them running around and filming stuff. So like there's this scene where he takes. He takes her on a date. Forrester takes the woman on a date to a roller derby. And it's clear that no one at the roller derby knew they were in a movie. They were just filming an actual roller derby. I, I, I yes. And like, it's one, it's one of the things where like, okay, I don't want to give it too short shrift because I know, like, I know it as an extra. I know it as an exercise, so I appreciate it as an exercise. I just think it's very, very jarring. It is. It's jarring, but not in a good way. Not until, well, the, the end when the end when the plot kicks in, or I would say when the, um, when the the rising action comes in, I was a little bit older by that because I did have the, I had the context of that it was really filmed during the Democrat or during the convention. So right. that stuff I liked. I didn't, I didn't find it, I wasn't engaged by, like, the character, the characters, or the dialogue. Now, yeah. I understand, like, it wasn't that kind of movie, like, right. they're not, he's not trying to make a, a conventional movie, I just felt that it was so unconventional it was it was like it was like there was too much cutting was one yeah, of my yeah. it, it jumped around it it jumps around a lot yes. and it is jarring i totally agree with that you can tell it was filmed without a script you know what i mean it was just filmed like the, the story was put in later it feels like to me and the story yeah. is pretty bush league you know the story yeah. is there's a cameraman filming stuff for the news. He finds out that his stuff is being sold to the FBI from his news station. He feels betrayed. Um, he starts dating a woman who has a kid. She's a single mom. The kid goes missing. She goes to find the reporter to help find the kid. They drive home. And this is the end of the movie. And then 
you know, spoiler, whatever, but, uh, you know, they crash at the end of the movie driving home to the kid and someone drives by their car filming them like they filmed the opening accident at the beginning of the movie, you know? Right. So, right. so if, if you lay it down like a plot, it's pretty Bush league, you know, like that's, it's, it's what you would get out of like a first or, you know, out of a draft of like a student script at a film school or something like that. Yeah. Because I, I like, it was one of those movies where like, you want to, you want to like it because there are scenes in it where you're like, Ooh, if only they had followed that. Right. Like I like the one part where he has to go to the to the um to the black neighborhood either on the south side or the west side because and he, he ends up to- in the in the apartment with the black militants. Yes. That scene I have it written down here as a note. That scene was amazing. Yes. And he he rolls in there wanting to interview some guy who was on the news because he found some money and he returned it. It's a big story. And then he gets kind of berated by these black militants in this apartment. Um, That scene and there's there's a there's in particular, there's a speech in there by one of the by one of the people. Yeah. To me, that speech does a better job of explaining the problems of white privilege than anything I've ever heard or seen ever. Like that was the best explanation of white privilege I've ever seen. Oh yes. And, and that was, that was the scene where I was like, okay, we have direct attention. We have, we have a, we have a, we have the, we know what the, we know what the, that was the only part that felt like there were stakes. Right. And it also felt like when, I like when he turned the camera so it was just the guy talking into the camera. Like, right, uh, they were talking directly to us, the audience, almost like it. it yeah. Once again, it was playing around, blurring the line between: is this a movie or is this real? Yeah, it felt it felt like Spike Lee before Spike Lee. Like right. that's what I got. Like that's what my feeling was. Hey, did you <laughs> recognize any of the of the the actors who played the black militants? Did you recognize any of the actors? No. All right. So I got one up on you because um, there was a guy in there and I looked up his name. His name is Felton Perry and he played Johnson in RoboCop. Oh. Oh, I, I think I know. I, I know. I know now. Yeah. Yeah. I know now. But see, that because I think what you could describe this movie as is it's a series of vignettes. Yes. And that the vignette that feels the most A cinematic. Yeah. But B but B though also the realist. Yes. So so the so the most cinematic 
while being the least cinematic at the same time. Correct. Which I, th- which I think is what, which I think is what the movie could have been. Um, you know, we watched this movie you and I did when it, it was called Looker, and it was a Michael Crichton movie about the modeling agency that kind of took place in the future, like with this digital technology but it was made back in the 70s remember that movie yes so remember in that when we talked about looker we were talking about how um they really got some stuff right as far as like predicting the future they really nailed some stuff yeah i had one of those moments watching this movie and it was when robert forrester was talking about how um because martin luther king and uh kennedy had just died months before all this happened and they put it in the script and he was talking about how the media has a script um the media will do this the media will do this the media will do this you know they're gonna have they're gonna fly the a somber speech by this person then they're gonna do this and so he's talking about how the media is always uh, you know has a script for this kind of stuff and that and here it is 52 years ago, whatever it is. And man, talk about the media becoming really good at having scripts. And all I could think of was things like, oh, the school shooting script. Oh, the mass shooting script. Oh, the, um, you know, the black citizen killed by a police officer script. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. like those scripts have become so refined over the decades that 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 moment really hit me in the movie yeah that the that we we think of that we think of that as something of a modern thing of like uh we think of the we think of the Almost the news as entertainment as a modern as a as a convention of the twenty first century or the late twentieth century, right? But but the way he did that, I like I like I like that too. Like the the moments you're picking apart, or the moments you're picking. Have a have a real have a real have like this is why I like talking to you about this because when I talk about when I talk about this to you, it makes me reevaluate kind of what I was watching as I was watching it. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get that. I mean, it's hard. I look, can I digress for a moment here, please? Um, Okay. Digress away. So I have this, I don't know if theory is the right word, but I have this perception of movies and I'm not going to get too much into it, but here's basically my thought is that music is definitely this amazing art form. And it has this audio dimension to it, right? And then theater has this artistic dimension to it. And novels, you know, poetry and novels have this artistic dimension to it. And so does photography. 
Now, aside from things like, well, even, even aside from like tactile art forms like sculpture, maybe, cinema takes all of that and puts it together. You have audio, you have music, you have dialogue, you have narrative, you have visuals, you have color, you have shadow, you have everything in a movie almost that you would have in like when you're reading a book, there's no there's no soundtrack to it. You know what I mean? Where was I going with this? Um, oh, so what? But here's the thing. When movies were created, they were social events there. You had to go to a theater and it was this to me. Here's what's amazing about cinema. It takes all of these parts of other movies of other art forms. I'm sorry. And it puts you in the dark in a room full of strangers and it turns off the lights and you experience it together and alone simultaneously. You're in the dark, you're all alone, but you're surrounded by strangers. So you're with somebody. And when the lights go on, you turn to the person next to you and you say, what'd you think? That's how you watch a movie is you turn to the person. It's part of the ritual. You turn to your partner, you turn to the, the stranger next to you. Holy cow, what'd you think? And you talk about it. It's so hard to watch movies, at least movies that are semi-challenging, you know, that aren't just throwaway garbage. It's so hard to watch movies in a vacuum and get as much out of it as you can without, without rubber walls to bounce ideas off of. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. You Movie... <laughs> Movies as they are are meant to be seen with an uh, with an audience. They are meant they are meant to be seen by indivi by individuals. So I think like that's why like you bouncing it on me, you're get you're getting me to see you're getting me to see what I couldn't see because I was watching it in a I was watching it in a vacuum and I found it kind of hard to watch and if I was watching it with somebody else I right. I I do the exact same thing. But I don't like, think we're that far off from each other. I think we both feel like this is this movie I guess I'm kind of summing it up. I think we both feel like this movie was an interesting experiment. It's it's a it's um it's from its own time. It would help knowing more about 1968. It would help knowing more about the Democratic National Convention. It would help knowing more about Vietnam. It would help knowing more about what the protests were about. And if you go into it looking for a narrative type of story, it's going to be disappointing. They don't give the uh, the actors a lot to do, but Robert Forrester is super cool looking and very handsome. Do you know it took me 10 minutes to figure out that that was Robert Forrester? He is, he's so hot in this movie. He's so sexy, in my opinion, he's so sexy in this movie. Oh, yes. Because Jesus Christ, Robert Forrester was sexy back in the day. But he's cool. Yes. He was cool his entire life. Don't get me wrong. He was always a handsome man. Yes. But back in but, 1968, he was smoldering. But uh, yes, 
and he and he had the like like I I know him from like Jackie Brown and like stuff like that. So right. that's the thing that's the picture I have in my head head and I'm like I'm I'm I know he's been in like a hundred movies. Right. But he was like he's striking. Yeah. My favorite Robert Forrester movie is Alligator. I I like Alligator. Yeah. Is he? Am I wrong, or is he in a maniac out somewhere? Well, I gotta go to the internet for this one, Mike. I think I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong. But if I'm not wrong, I'm really good. Maniac, Maniac Cop 3, Badge of Silence, 1992. Robert Forrester as Dr. Powell. I I knew it. And, and those are the kind of hard-hitting films that I remember. Maniac Cop 3, Badge of Silence. And uh, let me guess, he was not the star of the movie. I recall the, the picture only- has him tied up with a with a with a piece of fabric stuffed in his mouth. So I'm guessing he dies. Yes. Uh, yes. In a maniac cop movie, if you get tied up and gagged, you don't get free. I like, I like how he just went from like high brow, the, the more high brow cri- criterion or this movie to maniac cop three. But let's be clear by way of alligator. Which is a great movie. Yes. Alligator is right in between them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's a better movie. It's a better movie than anything's a better movie than Maniac Cop 3 Badge of Silence. Well, let me put but, it this um, way. I, I, Medium Cool is a more important movie than Alligator but I will not be watching medium cool again in my life, but I will be watching alligator again in my life. No, you had to pay me to watch this movie again. Yeah. I'm one and done on this, but I, but I would want, but I have one more question and then we can yeah. finish up. Okay. Would you want to show this to other people? Would you recommend this to other people? So here's my answer to you, Mike. Um, as you know, I teach a high school film class. Yes. I am probably going to show at some point the scene where Robert Forrester is standing off against the black militants in the, in the apartment. I'll probably show that scene. Yeah. But I have no oh, yeah. reason to share this with anybody, really. It, it didn't yeah. do it for me. Yes. I would. I would. I would. I would. No, I I would I wouldn't run out and tell every and tell everyone they get they gotta see it, but I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, you know, me too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I, yeah, yeah. And also, you know who'd really get a kick out of this is like history buffs who are who know something about the time period, because it does in some way work as a documentary. Yeah. Here are my three takeaways from the movie. Yes. I was able to recognize Felton Perry Johnson from Robocop, and I'm very proud of that. 
Yes. Robert Forrester was extremely handsome as a young man and proves my theory that we're going to reach a point where every movie ever made will have at least one actor in it who has been in either a, a comic book TV show or movie because Robert Forrester, you'd think that of all the like medium cool, no one in this movie would have been in a comic book movie. Robert Forrester did voices on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Justice League, and the old HBO Spawn show. So it has what? a comic book tie-in. And finally, yeah. there was a lot, you know, the whole idea that this woman, his girlfriend is in town because the coal mine closed and she had to take her son to Chicago because there was no money wet left in West Virginia because the coal mine closed. That was filmed in 1968. And here we are 50 years later, still trying to peddle this line about bringing back coal. Coal has been shut down since 68. Like that's been the story of coal since for 50 years is that coal is gone, but we're still, we're still being sold this story that the next great politician is going to somehow bring coal back. Yes. And I, like you are, I, the, I, I, I could go work in a coal mine. <laughs> I, 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 I think that's the job for me. My, my lungs are, my lungs aren't that, my lungs aren't that good to begin with. Well, you could be the canary, you know, like the, yes, the, the canary do. down there. And like, if, if, if Mike goes under, that's when you have to just bail and you leave Mike behind and you crawl out and you, you thank your lucky stars that you had Mike in there to take the fall for you. Yes, I, I will. I am often the proverbial canary in the coal mine. All right, listen. It's time to pick our next movie for our next conversation. It's your turn. I picked medium cool. It's your turn now. What choices do I have? All right. You have Ease by You. Have not seen it. All right. Eve's by you. Do you want to give me a second one? Or are we just going to do Eve's by you? I'll give you a second one. Okay. Eve's by you is on shutter. Okay. And I will give you the second one. It's Atlantic City. Who stars in Atlantic City? It's Susan Sarandon and That's right. And Burt Lancaster. That's right. Mike, I haven't seen either of these. Eve's Bayou or Atlantic City. Okay, I'm going with Eve's Bayou. All right. We're going with Eve's Bayou. We're going with Eve's Bayou. All right. Next time, next episode, you and I are going to watch Eve's Bayou, and we're going to talk about it for the next episode. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. Mike, as always, it was a privilege to have a nice thoughtful conversation with you mm-hmm. yes and it's an honor and a pleasure to talk to you in such an open such an open open for in such an open forum until and next I, time all right sound good see you all later. right over and out
you still here? It's over. Go home. <laughs>